Welcome to Still In It, a 5MEO DMT Journeys podcast, where I talk to real people about their 5MEO experience. Our goal is to bring you honest and diverse perspectives about what this medicine is all about. I'm your host, Jesse, and I'm excited to have you along for the ride. So hop in and enjoy as we discuss what preparation, ceremony, and integration look like. This podcast is sponsored by Enfold, offering safe and sacred experiences in British Columbia. To learn more, visit enfold.org. That is E-N-F-O-L-D.org. Or click the link in the show notes. And now, without further ado, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, welcome. I am here with a special guest, mainly because um, we actually did our retreat together. So welcome, Henrietta. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Um, as I say in every single podcast, one thing to do to anchor the listeners, how were you called to do 5MEO DMT? Mm. Such a wonderful question because there's, you know, there's a, when medicine calls to you, it calls to you with a very um, intentional purpose. And we may not know exactly what that is. And so the invitation to join this retreat was quite a interesting timing because I've a, I had already been very curious as to what is already at the edge and what is beyond. I've, I've, been in this practice of, of understanding who I am at a deeper level, understanding my purpose, understanding how I'm showing up in the world, how I'm playing and just being myself. And then there's like this invitation to go and speak with God. Like, how do you say no to that? Some people are ready for it, right? It's like, are you ready to explore into something unknown? And I think that's the part is like, for me, it's the exploration into the unknown. I I am curious as to what is beyond the edge. And then when I get there, what is beyond that? And the one of the statements that I enjoy is um, this experience is what you make it. And so we are humans on this planet programmed to experience this existence in a particular way. And so when an invitation like coming to a retreat to experience 5-MEO, for me, everything comes with a natural flowing yes. Everything feels good somatically in my body, energetically, and even how the words come out into saying yes to and being willing to explore this adventure of uh, that exploration and that curiosity. I love um, what you said. This experience is what you make it. I think that that has been, at least for me, um, what my integration has been all about is realizing, oh, I am the master of my own domain here. Especially you mentioned playing as well as one of the words. And I am hoping you touch on that about how your experience was in the actual ceremony, because I know you had a lot of fun. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. Yeah. Playing is such a, a underrated word and it's exactly what we are designed to do. And so my experience of, of being with the medicine and playing was so like there truly, there are no words for me anyways, to describe the ineffable. And so the sensation of full expansion and softness and like this radiance that just wants to like stream through your body, through this container 
And I know that living in a way that allows for my my physical body to remain strong for energy to move through it and to be an empty vessel for that. And then to be in a place with this medicine that allows for more of this energy to come and fill my container that, that there just couldn't be any more expression that could be had. Like the sensation was so grand. And so just to roll with that sensation of, of movement as it came like through the top of my crown, down through my toes and expanded from the front of my body into the back of the body and be very present to what that sensation was. And then into the the peak of the experience, just being fully immersed and surrendering into this cosmic playground that just feels incredible. It feels like the sensation that you want to be existing in, or at least allow for that sensation to move through you more often as possible, right? Did you ever feel like a challenging block? You mentioned like making sure all the energy is aligned. Did you find something inside of yourself where like, whoa, I didn't realize that's where the misalignment was? For myself, staying open to the process of coming to this medicine and and I was really, really grateful in, in the gentle process of approaching it, of like trying the first dose and going, oh, this is interesting because the first dose for me was like, oh, this is how I feel when I come out of a really great yoga class or when I've come out of deep meditation. Like, oh, okay, this is nice. This is the same, <laughs> right? And then dialing that up a little bit. And I was like, oh, okay, we're floating back and we can get to that, that uh, place of, I'm calling it ecstasy, of delight <laughs> uh, quickly. Like it was a very quick route there. And then there was also this part of this practice of understanding like within myself, what emotions are mine. And then I have been for years doing ancestral work and generational work and moving back within timelines of understanding where have those blocks been, knowing that they are not mine, but they've come from someplace else, that it, it is ingrained into my DNA in some way from either my father or mother's lineage, and then going back generations and then timelines <laughs> to address these things. So my challenge in the 5-MEO experience was I immediately was brought back to all of the ancestors on the mother's side for both my mother and father and seeing them and all of the various levels of emotion that tied to um, places that were less than love. And so going through that process and knowing that that's what I was there doing uh, was challenging because it's so physically draining on, on my body to be mentally aware of it and to feel the emotions rush through my body, all of them. So you can imagine like when you're, when you're feeling angry, that moment that you're really angry and then multiply that by every ancestor that you've ever had. <laughs> that is connected to you, like it is huge. And then going through each of them as we come closer and closer to a place of love. And so that part was extremely challenging and also, um, you know, humbling to know that that was, that is part of my work in being here as, as, as a human at this time for all of them. Yeah. I don't think we realize how much we actually carry. That was also like a big one that came out as well was like, whoa, this is not mine. It's kind of like they say it's a death and a rebirth experience. And it really is that you feel like you've moved through a lifetime in a way of emotions that have just been stored in you. 
Um, I don't know if you felt the same way. Oh, absolutely felt the same way. Yeah. Do you think on some level, um, the container that like Stephen Austin has created allowed for the safety to go back? Because I've heard recently from people like that they've done like 5-MEO at a party or whatnot, and they don't get that crazy impactful experience. And I'm like, whoa, I had quite the experience and sounds like you did too. And I'm wondering how much that was Stephen Austin's curation of all this. I honestly would not have done it had it not been for the amount of care of witnessing Stephen Austin talk about the work that they do in curating the space that they have to allow for that heavenly experience to happen here on earth. And quite honestly, the environment really does shape your experience, right? So if you are at a party where there's loud music and lots of different types of energy moving around, when you come into a place of medicine where your soul is exposed in that way, you can only imagine the influence of the environment around you that will have on the vulnerability that you're having, right? And so their ability to create the, the, the space in which we're having this experience and their ability to hold the space without, and I'm going to use the word judgment, but there really isn't um, a right and wrong of being in their existence, which is what we all you know, desire to be and hope that we can hold space for people around us as well, that we can have this ability to just allow. Um, I am so grateful that 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 space was designed in such a way and curated in such a way that that um, reverence can be, unfold uh, in such a sacred manner for me, which was very important. Um, because otherwise, I, I also would not have been able to get to the void and then beyond the void. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, often the reason people even come to five M to do five MEO um, is to like experience that white out to experience the non dual, the one one with the consciousness experience, right? Mm-hmm. There's one aspect of the retreat that we do. It's not just the experience itself, but the next day is integration. And it was a cold plunge and sauna ceremony where we did anchor statements. And I remember and I remember your anchor statement because I started replaying in my head, which was, this is not a time to be comfortable. Um, does that still um, resonate with you? Yes. Okay. Yes. This is not the time to be comfortable. Yeah, it's it's been a strong anchor statement for sure. And, you know, we're creatures of comfort. We want to feel safe and warm and comfortable and for me, um, one of my biggest values is freedom at the core. And so at any time that there's this place of feeling comfortable, there's almost like a a binding into the comfort that doesn't allow for the actual freedom component and that the freedom component comes through the discomfort. I meant, I feel that a lot. Um <laughs> Did you find that like 5MEO has been helping you to embrace and challenge that part of yourself or was that not where the main part of your integration has been focused on? Mm, That's so fascinating because everything comes back to the heart, right? For me, the heart is the energy center. Um, And even in the the, um, experience, my heart was trying to open so big that I was upside down and backwards. And I can remember feeling how much my chest wanted to burst open so it can connect back to source. And so that frequency of, of love and that heart space, like 
how how can I be even more loving? How can I be even more unconditionally loving to every being that's around me and every being that is in in my world? Here are the three things: <laughs> trust, surrender, and devotion. And those were the like my big takeaways from that. And in the integration and learning of that is like how how do I trust? And it's not even about the people, it's about the entire process of everything, <laughs> right? So at a larger capacity of trust and surrendering to that, what does surrendering look like and how long am I being patient to surrender as all of these other pieces within the universe fall into place so that the bigger view and visions that I see come to fruition as it all lines up. And then devotion to that practice of staying with the discomfort to be curious around how do I trust more? How do I surrender more? How do I stay devoted to that practice? And, and then the devotion to myself, because everything comes back to you, right? In order for you to be reflective and illuminated out into the world, how are, how am I loving myself? How am I taking care of myself? How am I trusting myself and surrendering to myself and being devoted to the things that really align me back to being, I'm going to use the word vessel again, a vessel for source for information to come and, and flow through me and, and be with me. Yeah, a couple of things that resonated with me, especially like showing love to others in your bubble or your your world, but specifically the love to yourself. And I'm learning that like, the amount of love I give out to other people is actually just the love I have for myself as well. Mm. Um, did you find integration was challenging for you? Was it um, beautiful? Was it easy? Were you elated directly after? Because each person feels so differently when they come out of um, the retreat. Oh, yeah. You're I, I remember being so elated for days after, like days. <laughs> Where I knew that I was unanchored to this earth, where it was like, oh, I need to go get groceries. I I need to kind of do things around the house. I need to show up for my family and my friends and my, you know, my clients. And I was totally okay with being in this airy elements, living in the ethers, and also being aware that that sense of connecting our experience with the ethers to how we are connecting with earth is part of bringing heaven and earth together, that duality of, of living or existing in that space. And so for the, for, for days afterwards, I was, you know, I am quite happy to live in this space. I don't need to come back down to earth. And then the, you know, the, and I know, I know Steve says this in, in the beginning, he's like, it's the pendulum. You're going to swing one way and then you're going to swing the other. And then eventually it's going to come back down to a zero point. Right. And so, um, you know, it's swung one way really far and it swung another way really far where a girlfriend came over to visit. And when I opened the door, she's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you are, you are not yourself right now. What's happened. And she's, you know, she's quite immersed in, in medicine and, um, using proper herbs and so she she created a concoction for me and she we sat down together and then I was like, oh yeah, this is this is me normal. And she's like, the amount that I gave you to return back to your normal is something that if I were to give to somebody else, 
it would push them into ecstasy. So that's how far off of the center point I was from me, you know, several weeks after and even months after. And I think even throughout um, like that realization of, uh, so trust and surrender and devotion being the main components as takeaways from that is that swing from learning more of that. What does it, for me, what was that learning of trusting more? What was that learning of surrendering more? Yeah, being more in flow. It, the more you listen to like the cues, the more natural it might feel. But you mentioned your girlfriend gave you like a um, like an herbal like tincture, and you mm -hmm. said it would have normally gave someone to ecstasy. Does that mean that like when she met with you, you were so far into like the other side of the pendulum where it was like quite dark or challenging or sad or low? Yeah. Was that okay? Okay. Yeah. Um, it felt, it felt really, really heavy and hard to get out of. And I know, <laughs> I know for sure that if it wasn't for my own wellness practice that I have, there is no way that I would have been able to manage and function throughout the day, throughout the weeks, throughout the months that were happening. Like I, I was really devoted to, I'm going to use the word devotion because it's the only way that I can describe like the amount of care that I needed to give myself to get out of that, that mindset, that framework of, of whatever was going on then. It sounds like you have always had such a devoted sense of self to yourself and your like self-care. Where do you think all that low and opposite side of the spectrum um, energy was coming from? Do you have an idea or it was just moving through you and you needed to allow it to do it? Yeah, uh, great question. I, I know that we live in a dimension that has duality, right? And so if, if the experience that I'm creating is the desire to be in the state of ecstasy, elation, excitement, in order for me to understand and fully embrace what that is, I must see what the other side of, is like. And I must be able to navigate and move through, we'll call it darkness or shadow, right? I must be able to understand how to hold it, acknowledge it, feel it, be with it. Because if I can't do that here, then I certainly can't do that here, right? And so the balance of the duality is being able to navigate both the light and the dark, both the elation and the sorrow, right? Whatever those forces are, yeah. Do you want to share a little bit, if you're comfortable doing so, um, what like the symptoms of the shadow and the light feels like for you? Sure. So the deepest part of my, in my physical body, like in the gut, um, below, you know, below the solar plexus in this energy field is like a, like a, when they say gut wrenching, it really does like hollow out. It felt like it was hollowing out my spirit, like the grief and depth of pain where your body, and this doesn't happen all the time, but when it happens, you're like, oh, this is, this is tough, where your body like collapses into itself and like the grief of emotion that needs to come through you through, um, for me, it was like gut-wrenching, painful tears where you're just like howling <laughs> because the pain is so deep and you're like, what is happening? What is this? And, you know, it's such a, there's beauty in that of like, 
wow, we can hold so much depth and grief in that. And then the surrendering component of like, okay, be here with it, acknowledge that this is happening. We don't need to tie a story to it. Like, what does this mean? Or where is it coming from? But really being with it to acknowledge that this energy force exists. And again, like having a practice where I can have a meditation moment or going to yoga. Yoga has been like any kind of movement, being outside, being alone for a long time. And it could be days where I like, I don't talk to anybody <laughs> and I'm just alone with myself. And I'm not feeling sad for myself. Like I don't feel bad or I'm judging myself for feeling these emotions. It's just like, no, it, this emotion needs this type of space to be expressed, to be witnessed. And I am the witness to that, right? And so knowing that, you know, proper nutrition, lots of sleep, wow, um, movement, sweating, being slow and gentle with myself to, to nurture myself and take care of myself out of that depth of, of grief is the only way I can describe it. Totally. I love that. And because with both explaining what you were going through, you were able to also like articulate the practices in which you need to use in order to move through it, sit with it, allow it, and also to the return back to balance, right? With that being said, with somebody new to working with 5MEO or looking into potentially doing it, do you have anything that you wish um, to like share as a way to like, I don't know, something to consider if they're going to be working with it? Be extremely honest with yourself with how with how you relate to yourself, honestly. And I think when I say that, because um, this has come a lot, has been showing up a lot in the last few years, is as we return back to self, right? Like, what does self look like? And the honesty around, like, what are your true core values? We've been conditioned so often to like, well, this is what you should be thinking. This is what you should believe it be believing this is how you should show up in the world like this is how this industry operates so you must operate in that same way is really understanding like who you are at the core and establishing what those values are to you and so and then working from that place and creating a framework for you to fall back onto when you come out of the experience right because it's always returning you back to center back to your core of who you are and so finding that honesty within yourself and whatever it may be, right? Like no judgment. There is no right and wrong on this journey that we're doing. It's just the recognition of like, this is what's happening for me. And it has nothing to do with anybody else. This is me and my thing, right? And not looking for an outside, um, an outside thing to validate what's happening because 5-MEO has shown you how direct you can be with source, right? And so to return back to that place to find the answers within yourself to address how to move forward in this world in this, at this time. Damn, that's exactly what I need to hear in this exact moment. <laughs> I think like that's such a beautiful uh, thing just to remember even if you're not working with five, just be really honest with yourself. And a lot of it is like, yeah, how do you validate your own self and be true to your own values without looking and seeking for outside opinion or feedback um because you're right there is really no inherent right or wrong way to live your life and what rings true to you may not ring true to other people and being secure in that is such a beautiful thing to give yourself right yeah absolutely yeah and you know the magic that comes from 
being able to understand what does it mean to be true to myself is like, you just ask, you ask the universe, God, universe, source, spirit, all they're constantly listening. And so if you have something that anchors you back, whether it's the anchor point, right? Cause that's always been like, oh, that really works in this moment. Or if you look for a particular symbol that defines a yes, like show me a pink flamingo if I'm on the right path, you will see the pink flamingo, even if you live like someplace where there are no pink flamingos, right? And so when you get that clarity within yourself where you know what a yes feels like, you know what a no feels like, you know what a, what does it mean to pause and wait and be patient while other information lines up, then you can, you can show up in a way that is true to yourself, that's honest to yourself and still get answers from the universe. Yeah. It's interesting. It's also just like, yeah, the more you learn to listen into your actual gut reactions, like there's your mind telling you what you think is the right thing to do. And then there's like often that deep layer inside of you that really knows what is the right thing for you to do. And it's so easy to ignore that. But the more connection you have to yourself and reconnecting to your heart, you're able to like listen to that little whisper. Or sometimes it's a big scream that we'll like ignore. Um, yeah. Because of, you know, what we think is the right way to do things. When something is aligned to you, it's, it's easy. It's soft. It's inviting. It's, there is no resistance because you are in the flow. You are in yeah. source. Yeah. 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 That felt nice. <laughs> I feel like also, suddenly I could like, <sighs> yeah. I think it's such a beautiful reminder always to hear that. And it's just like, always trust yourself and just like try to listen and connect. Um, so yeah, thank you. I mean, thank you in general for coming onto this podcast. Always what? your beautiful light energy. Yeah. I, I, I really love this conversation. <laughs> I love this conversation. <laughs> this is the stuff that lights me up. And like, you start talking about multi-dimensions and going into other realms. Like, I'm in for that. Thanks for listening to the Still In It podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're interested in hearing more, the best thing you could do is to leave us a review. This allows us to continue to record and inform others on the 5MEO experience. If you want to join our beloved community or learn more about us, feel free to visit us at enfold.org. That is E-N-F-O-L-D.org.